Welcome to the 13th bar. This is, as always, your favourite host, Pete Hatchell. And JR set me, set me, set me, set me free. Barling. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's another one of these pieced together, cut together ones uh, because it's just a, a difficult time right now. Pete is sick. Uh, we're both kind of busy. As you can tell by my voice, it's nice and low with the radio voice because I've been doing a hell of a lot of talking for my job, uh, which surprisingly I don't like. You know, uh, but thank you very, very much uh, for tuning into this episode of the Thirteenth Bar. Um, uh, I guess really, you know, it's one of those short ones, so uh, we're going to cross the formalities pretty quickly uh, and talk about whatever the topic is for this month, which is live gig reviews. So I know this one is a little bit late this month, <laughs> like many have been at the start of this year, uh, hence why we're in that final run uh, to the uh, end of the podcast, you know, uh, sign of the times, you can tell, I think if you've been listening, that uh, we do love doing these, this is the time to do them. Uh, but we also wanted to uh, actually do or, or attend all the live gigs uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is who is the first one? Let me go back in the calendar. The first live gig that we saw. Uh, I say we saw. Um, actually, I will throw it across to Pete for his thoughts on the first live gig that we saw. So. Uh- the J-Bombers obviously said something stupid as part of the intro to this podcast. Um, you know, we live, in, we live in that world, people, where, where, where this will happen. So my apologies. Uh, I know it was bad. Uh, I don't have to be there, and I'll listen to it afterwards. Uh, the reason why I'm not there is I'm actually in my studio. Uh, I'm sick as a dog. Uh, the J-Bomb and I, over the last two weeks, saw a fair bit of live music. I went to one more show than that he didn't go to, uh, and you'll hear about that later on. And uh, we just we just saw a shit ton of live music. It was amazing. It was great. Um, and we started off, obviously, with Sam Fish uh, a few weeks ago. Love Sam. Sam was amazing. Uh, but uh, just a little while ago, I can't even remember when, that's how sick I am, um, we, we first off we saw Trombone Shorty. Now, he was playing, he was supporting Michael Franti. Uh, uh, I don't know Michael's music too much, and I didn't stick around for it. So, God bless you, Michael. Uh, but I didn't stick around for it. I just went there to see Trombone Shorty. And we've seen Trombone Shorty three times. This was the most polished trombone shorty show that I've ever seen. Again, him and his band were just amazing. These guys lit up the stage from the very start to the very end of their set. I think the set was an hour and ten minutes long, and they played exactly for an hour and ten minutes. They came on stage on time. Uh, they sounded brilliant, and they revved up the crowd something chronic, and it was just it was just a wonder to behold. Now we saw them uh, at the Forum in uh, Melbourne, which is really one of my favourite venues. It sounds fantastic. It looks fantastic. It's just got a wonderful, wonderful vibe to it, and. 
uh, it's just a really comfortable venue to see a live band at. Now, I will say one thing. Mr. Sound Guy, next time, learn how to turn the vocals up. All right, Sunshine? Turn the vocals up. There were two great singers, and we couldn't hardly hear them. So just a note to the sound guy at the forum on that particular night. But let me tell you, the rest of the band and Trombo and Shorty, just amazing players. I don't have to say a great deal. These guys knew where everything were. They sounded wonderful. Uh, you know, my favourite ever-present guy is the, is the you know, the, the Jewish baritone sax player who comes out with ridiculous solos for that instrument. I mean, ridiculous solos. And Tromone Shorty himself, just amazing, flopping around the stage, playing amazing lines, amazing solos, revving up the crowd... And, you know, in truth, I've got to confess something here. I really do have to confess something here. I despise Trombone Shorty. I honestly despise him. He has one of the best and most beautiful and wonderful voices I have ever heard come out of anybody's mouth. And for that reason alone, I think he's an absolute prick. I really do. I despise this guy to the bottom of the pits of my heart. But it's always a joy to see him. It's always a joy to see his band. Um, And he had a female singer who, from what I could hear, was just as beautiful as he. And they just made a great pairing and... It's just always a treat to see Trombone Shorty. I can't wait to see him again. Uh, I'm sure that we will, and it's always going to be good. It's just always going to be a good time when you see Trombone. And we left that gig feeling pretty pumped and feeling pretty happy, as we always do with Trombone Shorty's gigs. Uh, I I hope I get to see him when we go to the States. If not, then we'll see him when he comes back, because I'm sure he'll be back for the uh, Australian Blues Festival. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, as I always do. And a quick shout-out to the guitarist of Trombone Shorty's band. Always amazing. Always amazing. Love that guy. I'm actually a little jealous. He plays really, really well. (laughs) Uh, But just so happy to have seen him again. Really happy. Well, there we go. So you've heard Pete's thoughts on Trombone Shorty right there, and uh, I'm going to echo a lot of what he said. Fantastic. It was actually a, like incredible, incredible. I, uh, I love Troy. I love his band, always have. Uh, you know, not just because I'm a horn player and he's a horn player. The band as a whole is just absolutely incredibly tight. Uh, they do some of the most amazing, uh, like, just energy on stage and um, – they just tick every box, you know. They know they've got you for an hour and a half. That's it. Um, they started, like, bang on. The moment the watches hit it, they just – the music hit. They went out on stage. Um, there's never any lull. It's almost like continuous music for an hour and a half. But you wouldn't know it because in between there's sections where everyone gets a break because a couple of the players will just start jamming off of one another. Uh, you know, the horn players went at the crowd at one point. Uh, I do agree with the whole vocal thing. Uh, it, it would have been nice to uh, 
hear the vocals are a little better. They're a little soft, but, you know, it's the forum. It's a big room. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely amazing. I've been trying to win the Saints. Just like, It's those little things where uh, they're very, very – I'm not going to say well-rehearsed because they don't. Like, you know, a lot of the stuff they're just jamming out, but they clearly all just have played together so much. They know exactly what to do, when to do it, and, uh, you know, the, the hand signals are on point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of also agree with uh, Pete. Uh, it didn't really stay around for, for, for Michael Franti. It's not really my jam. Um, wasn't my jam back in the uh, 90s and noughties. Um, still isn't now. Uh, you know, um, and I think that was, uh, you know, even most of uh, my mates that were there pretty much all left uh, after Trombone Shorty. But, you know, I mean... A lot of us just didn't really pay for tickets either. We were <laughs> able to get uh, free tickets or cheap tickets. Um, but finally, yeah, I will say, like, just uh, can't wait to see him again. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, music's always on point. Uh, show's always on point. And uh, Melbournians in particular, even just Australians in particular, I mean, geez, like, put on a show like that, please. Please learn to put on a show like that. You know, it's it's uh, uh, it's well planned, well thought out, and uh, then really, really well executed by fantastic musicians. You know, and uh, they're not afraid. Like it's not as if they do something and it's like, oh, that's a bit cheesy. We can't do that. You know, they don't give a flying fuck about what themselves, what what goes through their heads. You know, it's like. Uh, is this entertaining? Is this fun? Will the crowd love it? Fuck it, we're doing it. Uh, and uh, I just love that mentality. Absolutely love that mentality. So, yeah, go see Trombone Shorty, please. All right, all right, all right. So that was the first show. Well, I mean, including Sam Fish, I guess, beforehand. That was, uh, But that was uh, the first show that we saw uh, in this list of live gig reviews. Uh, I didn't see this next one. Pete went and saw this one. So as you can see, it's been a busy couple of weeks going out and seeing all these live musos, you know, and uh, look what's happened. Pete went and got sick because of it. So the message is uh, don't go and see – no, no, of course that's not the message. The message is fuck life, go out and see live music, go and see them. Come on. We haven't had them for years because of COVID and lockdown. Go out and see live bands, all right? I'm not going to say live music. Because I don't give a fuck about acoustic solos or acoustic duos. Go out and see live bands right now. Uh, Pete, why don't you tell us about the other show you went and saw? So I went to another show that the J-Bomb didn't go to. Uh, I went to a metal show with my daughter, the daughter child otherwise known as. Uh, We we went to this heavy metal show uh, that was headlined by Udo Dirk Schneider, who I will come to in a moment. Um, But we were also uh, blessed to see some local metal acts uh, called Nothing Sacred. Uh, Really good bunch of guys, really good sound, um, really good songs. Uh, I think uh, think the lead singer may be a a very huge fan of Bruce Dickinson. Um, He sings better than Bruce. Uh, but I'll come to that later. Um, and, and, and it was just a really good band. Really loved seeing something new, exciting. Um, but all the guys were like my age and it was just really, really cool to see. Then, then this other band came on that was, I found kind of amusing called Elm Street. 
And if you if you get to listen to them, uh, they're a good band. They put on a great show. They sounded wonderful. Um, but the funny thing about Elm Street is, in my opinion anyway, it sounded like hair metal music put to like really gravelly metal vocals and it was it was just a really weird experience um another thing that i will say uh about the about the elm street uh guys uh is that they um their guitarist had a fractal and um let's just say his dirty sound uh or distorted sound was very 80s hair metal sound and then when he went on to his clean sound, um, it sounded like he had a wall of marshals turned down. It was so beefy and bottomy, and um, um, and therein lies the problem with 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 you know all of these profilers and modelers. They you, if you don't dial them in right, you can hear them a mile away. I knew he was using a modeler from the first minute he set on stage. Unlike um, Nothing Sacred, who are using dead set amplifiers, uh, they the, the difference in sound was astounding. But having said that, both bands, Nothing Sacred and Elm Street, were a lot of fun. A lot of fun and loved seeing them play. If you're into metal and you're in Australia, go check out those bands. They, they're awesome. And uh, I just love the experience of, uh, uh, of seeing new metal that I haven't seen before. Now we come on to Udo. Udo is is a rock, is a staple, an institution of heavy metal. He, he came out of a band called Accept out of Germany. Uh, many, many years ago. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dirk, uh, sorry, Udo, Udo is actually 71 years old. So he came to fame, as I said, sometime in the 80s with a band called Accept with a song called Balls to the Wall. And he obviously saved that to the end of the night and everybody just went off their nuts and it was just fantastic. But the guy's 71 years old, okay? He sounds 90% of what he did when he was 20 years old. Unlike a lot of other metal singers today who sound like complete and absolute ass. Let me name a few. Vince Neil, you sound shit. Bruce Dickinson, you sound like an idiot. Um... The guy from Def Leppard, I can't remember what his name is. He can barely hold out a note. And, you know, the list can go on. So much so that these guys, other guys, not Udo, other guys are actually playing tape at concerts. So that's how bad it is. And that's how good Udo was. Uh, The guitarists were fantastic. The guitarists were really, really entertaining And the other thing about the Udo show that I really, really loved, every three or four songs, he would end up putting either German classical music or German folk music in the middle of these songs. And all of the audience knew these pieces of music and would, you know, roar along to it. It was one of the best shows. Uh, It was at a place called the Croxton. I've never been there. It's a great venue to go see uh, uh, any type of band, any type. They have a whole bunch of different bands there. Um, it was a metal gig. Yeah, smelly, dirty, full of beer, 
full of cigarettes, a guy smoking weed in the corner. Uh, I saw a few friends there. G'day, Jax from uh, Mr. Boogie Man Bar. Uh, saw a couple of other people there. The daughter and I had a really good time, and I also want to shout out, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I also want to shout out the bouncer who took a photo of me and my daughter in our battle vests. Um, Udo, you put on a great show. It was fucking brilliant, mate. And bless you, uh, you and your band were really a highlight of the night, by far. Uh, you you sound fantastic, mate. Uh, if you get to see Udo, and I don't know if you will, because he is seventy one, um, yeah, do yourself a favour, as as the guy with the hat used to say, uh, get along to it and and pick up some of his music. Because some of his music is really really very good. Uh, had a great time. Udo Udo Dirk Schneider, Udo Dirk Schneider, you know, with Elm Street and Nothing Sacred. It was a great night, and it just brought me back to being, you know, 30 years younger than I am today. (laughs) Uh, Loved all of it. Thanks, guys. Well, there you have it, see? Pete can go and see live music and live bands and have a good time and be transported back to his youth. I mean, the older he gets, the more senile he gets. I don't even know what constitutes for youth anymore with that man. (laughs) Uh, also, all right, so we have featured songs or artists on uh, this show, of course, and uh, because we're in the rundown to the final shows, we're doing two a month at the moment. That's right, uh, because we really want to cram this stuff in. Uh, so first and foremost, who is the first music off the rank here? Let me look at the list. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. That's my phone going off with emails. Work, stop emailing me. Uh, let me think, let me think. Where are we? Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, see? And now I'm doing a podcast of more voice stuff. It's just murder. Uh, the first, oh, oh, here we go. So the first song uh, is by a band called Stone Train, uh, and the track is called Next Train. Uh, for those of you who are ever listeners of the 13th Bar podcast uh, or tend to uh, follow Pete and I in our band Chicago Dime, uh, you'll know that uh, we've done a couple of gigs with Stone Train uh, over the last couple of months, and uh, we've been looking forward to featuring one of their songs, but they just haven't had a chance to go in and record something. Um, uh, but they did. They went into Kindred Studios and uh, did a demo recording of their song, Next Train. Um, so please, go and look at Stone Train up. Uh, go and support them. They're playing around. They've got some festivals. got some live gigs heading out into uh, outside of the Melbourne area into kind of, well, we're not going to call it the sticks, but they're starting to head country. But they're not going country. They're still a rock and blues band. Uh, Stone Train with Next Train.
Thank you. That was Stone Train with Next Train. Awesome track, guys. Fantastic. Can't wait to hear you get into the studio again. I'm going to put that phone on mute because it is going crazy as it beeps to me with emails uh, that uh, I need to get to for work. But, uh, ah, fuck them. They can wait. All right. Uh, so who else did we go and see? Let's see. Who's the next band on the list? We've done Trombone Shorty. Uh, Pete talked about his rock uh, metal night down in at Croxton. Um, oh, okay. So uh, the next uh, live gig we went and saw uh, was actually phenomenal. But uh, before I get into the next show, um, actually, I'm not going to announce it. I'll let Pete talk about it. Hey, Pete. Tell us about the show that we saw literally about four days ago. So a few months ago, the J-Bomb came up to me and said, oh, I bought some tickets. And I'm going, oh, what's he done now? So he bought tickets to Buddy Guy. Now, Buddy Guy, bless his soul, he's, I think, 86 years old. He's been doing his thing for such a very, very long time. And I was excited to see this because I knew this was going to be the last time I was going to see uh, Buddy Guy pretty much ever. Um, and then, sure enough, found out that the tour's name is actually called Damn Right It's Farewell. And so it should be. Wonderful man, wonderful guitar player, uh, wonderful person all around. Now, then it comes time to get to the gig and about a couple of days earlier, and Jay over there tells me that uh, the support act is none other than my favourite new blues artist, Christone Kingfish Ingram. This guy is nothing short of beautiful. He, he plays beautiful. He sings beautiful. Uh, this young gentleman, uh, he's all of 23 years old. This, this makes me feel really cringy inside. This, this guy is just amazing. I think he will be the next BB King if he doesn't go astray. Uh, he came on stage as the support act he came on stage with his new uh, Fender Telecast Custom Kingfish Christone guitar, um, which is beautiful, by the way. It's it's something called uh, Midnight Tennessee, which is uh, a purple, and uh, it's essentially a Telecast Custom uh, that's set out like a Les Paul. It's got two humbuckers, it's got uh, a Les Paul tailpiece, and it's even got the switch... Uh, on the top of the on the top of the horn of the guitar, and he just sounded beautiful from beautiful from start to end. Uh, this guy was just he just sounded fantastic. He sounded wonderful in everything that he did. He played my favorite song of his, which is Empty Promises. If you ever get to check it out, please do. It is an amazing piece of music. Um, and then I heard a new song that I hadn't heard before called Fresh Out. Blew me away. Just completely blew me away. It was one of the highlights of the whole of the night. Um, and Chris Stone, you, you, you're just wonderful. I love everything you do. 
if you have not been introduced to this artist or if you don't know this artist, get on Spotify, get on uh, any streaming platform, buy a damn CD, buy some vinyl, just go do it. This guy is fantastic. Um, Then intermission came. Jay and I went out. We got a beer. I grabbed a smoke. Everybody's out in front of the in front of the venue, which was the Palais, by the way, um, in uh, St Kilda. I hadn't been to the Palais in thirty years. Again, it's showing how old I am. Uh, but we had we had a quick break, and then we went on. And right on time, Buddy Guy's band comes on. Then Buddy comes on, and Buddy is a beautiful, beautiful man with a beautiful, beautiful story. And probably one of the best guitar tones that I would normally not like, but he 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 played that guitar like there was no tomorrow. He he may be eighty six, but he's still the best, one of the best blues players going round, bar none. This guy is phenomenal. Uh, he's. I was just so astounded at how well he used his volume control and how well he used his pick attack and, you know, just with him plugged into an amplifier, no pedals. No, he's not a schlub like me that has to have 10 pedals on the floor. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a complete Neanderthal compared to Buddy. Um, this guy is phenomenal. And... He told some great stories, um, and and one of my favourite favourite pieces of uh, pieces of interaction with the crowd of the night was uh, some woman some woman actually yelled out to him said you're not drinking water and he he went straight back at her and he said I ain't no politician so I ain't gonna lie to you I'm drinking whiskey I ain't gonna lie to you and it was just a wonderful wonderful honest piece of the night that 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 really just exemplified everything that Buddy Guy is. Um, he, he didn't do an encore. The gentleman is 86 years old. He did what he did, uh, and we had a blast of a time. I was absolutely in awe of this man. He came out. He played tunes that everybody knows. He played tunes that not many other people know. Uh, and he played his guitar just like those guys did way back in the 50s, like the Albert Kings, like the Albert Collins, like the Babies. This is who you were seeing, people. You were seeing a legend in front of you. Um, I, I went up close to the stage to take a photo, and uh, apparently I, the bouncers came down to follow me because they thought that I was going to jump the stage, so Jay tells me. And then Buddy comes up and walks up and uh, walks around the crowd, and Jay got a few photos as well. So it was a great night seeing a great man, and uh, I wish him all the best. And I, I feel so very, very fortunate to have seen Buddy Guy. And by the way, he's phenomenal band. Both his band and Kingfisher's band were just amazing. Uh, we saw some outstanding music this last couple of weeks, um, and I paid the price for it. But happy to pay the price, 
and would happily pay it again if I had to do it all over again. Um, buddy guy, God bless you, mate. Well done. Yeah, as Pete said, uh, that uh, that gig was incredible. Like, you know, Kingfish and Buddy Guy, that was absolutely amazing. Uh, Pete has talked lyrically about that in the guitar, but um, uh, my final, I guess, thoughts on that, or little thoughts on that, was just that for an 86-year-old, damn, you know, he can he is just mesmerizing. Like Kingfish was incredible. Like, you know, guitar, incredible guitar player. Absolutely amazing. You know, like ab like really, really <laughs> incredible amazing. Uh but then when Buddy took over from the first notes that he hit, it was just like we're on a whole new level. You know, when you get to see legends and literally like legends. All right, when you get to see uh, guys like Buddy Guy who are legends of, uh, you know, of the music industry, of just music in general, to be honest, um, they, they just know what they're doing, you know? Like, he was cutting songs short. He was letting them drag out. Um, he was just, like, you know, having fun. You know, he, he was definitely crook. Uh, I loved the, the joke that he made where, uh, you know, someone was like, oh, you're drinking whiskey for your throat. He was like... Uh, no, they said put alcohol on your hands. So I figured, I'd, like, why not drink it? Uh, the COVID joke I thought was absolutely amazing. That was fantastic. He was still, you know, on the ball. Um, yet again, like, Australian uh, musicians. like some, They put on shows like Kingfish. You know, they're great players, and it's amazing on stage and what they do. Um, uh, but Buddy really interacted. You know, he actually put on a show. Uh, you know, he went to the audience at some point, you know, he played with a wireless rig, uh, you know, and there's just still so many people that, that I come across here in Australia that are just like, nah, I can't, like, I've got to stay on stage, you know, it's, it's like, that's cheap, you know, like, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, but it's okay, like, buddy guy, a legend, the guy that, you know, you guys are like, oh, yeah, like, you know, he's one of the guys I based it off of. Yeah, but you based it off of like sitting down hearing his recordings. You didn't realize that when he performs live, because you probably haven't seen him before, because he doesn't come to Australia that often, um, you know, that you can get out there and interact with the crowd and have fun and put on a motherfucking show. You know, like, come on, get out there, do it. That was like the key takeaway for me. It was just, yeah, you know, like just have fun. You know, you're there to play music and you're still there to have fun. You know, and just enjoy everything. Like, why does it have to be so, like, oh, that's not my blues. Fuck that. He just got up and played. Um, incredibly mesmerizing. Like I said, like, just, uh, I wish there had been some more people in the crowd. It was sold out anyway, but, I, but like, everyone was old. I say old, older than me, to be honest. I would have loved to have seen some, you know, uh, high school kids. Um, I don't know if they got the chance to see him at Blues Fest. Um, uh, but hopefully, like you know, that they need to see these legends and and be like, oh my god, that's how you put on a show. Yes, don't do what your teacher does, where they say, oh, you know, like where you're tethered to the fucking stage, or you know, the teacher's always like, oh, you shouldn't hide behind your music stand. You shouldn't hide behind the mic either, you know, and you shouldn't hide behind your instrument either. Like, get the fuck out there and have some fun, entertain, uh, you know, show that you're an actual musician, not just a player. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I rant on that one. But Buddy was just. Whew, uh. Yeah. Something that. Um. I'll. I'll absolutely never forget. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. But who the fuck is this? 
Hang on, Chuckles. It's Boomer Guitarist here. Let me fucking tell you something right now, right? You said yep. you went out and saw some live music. I did. I'll tell you about live music. You don't know what you're talking about. I do. You don't. So your phone's I've got off. an idea. You've got no clue. All right? Fuck Listen off. to me, garbage bags. I'll tell you, live music hit its peak and has ever been on a downward turn since Sunbury in 1970. Sunbury Festival in 1970 was the peak of live music. Wow. Ever since then, it's all gone downhill. Uh, it's it, all gone downhill. Yeah, I'd say before know, that. Faster than an F1 car hits a wall and kills the driver, right? You would know trap from live music, well, mate. I know, you don't, I'm right, you're wrong, listen to the Boomer guitarist, you're a garbage bag, see you later. Well, uh, okay, see you Boomer, Uh, thanks for your, uh, I think that was about 10 seconds of input, Um, if it wasn't 10 seconds, it should have been 10 seconds. Uh, Anyways, on to the uh, second musical uh, artist we're featuring, Uh, we're featuring the man who you've been hearing talk on this podcast, who is kind of sick. Well, who is sick, and it's not me. It's Pete Hatchell. Uh, Pete just released a tune uh, that you can find out now on all the streaming services. Uh, next month, uh, I will get Pete to talk about it because I did ask him to send me some things about, you know, hey, uh, what was it like writing the song? What were your thoughts on it? Um, but he didn't. Instead, uh, I got a bloody rant from Boomer Guitarist. So, uh, yeah, uh, I really like this song. Uh, I'm going to throw my two cents into there, Pete, for you. Uh, it's a very Stevie Ray Vaughan-esque Texas kind of blues uh, tune, uh, which I think is fantastic because uh, it's definitely my alley. Uh, and it is called Don't Got the Blues by Pete Hatchell. Take it away, Pete.
Oh, baby, don't call me next time. And that was, uh, oh, oh, welcome back to the 13th bar. Uh, that was Pete Hatchell with Don't Got the Blues. Uh, please go and find it on the streaming platforms. It's actually been streaming pretty good for the last couple of days. So uh, jump on that bandwagon and keep going. Uh, well, that's it from us. Absolutely, that's it from us. Uh, I guess we'd like to uh, say thank you for this podcast. Thanks to people for listening. It's a shorter one. Uh, we will be back next month because our calendar is a little bit more freed up. Uh, the one after that could be difficult, but uh, the next one's going to be uh, much more of us in the in the studio and our voices are probably back to normal because uh, my voice won't be shredded from talking in too many meetings and uh, Pete will not be sick. But uh, who knows? Maybe you will get lucky and you get to hear the dulcet tunes of this radio voice. Yeah, no, that's kind of scary, actually. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, we'd like to thank uh, GNT One Sound uh, for sponsoring this episode. Of course, head on over to uh, Facebook or Instagram, you know, for for GNT One Sound. Have a look at all the artists they've got there. Uh, please check out our Spotify playlist, Thirteenth the Thirteenth Bar Bangers. Uh, we have all the artists that were featured on this podcast right back from the very start uh, that, that 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 still have their tunes on on Spotify. Anyway. Um, so that's there. Uh, you can get merch uh, up, down, left, right, sideways, or wherever the links are on this platform. Please go and support us. Um, speaking of merchandise, on that merchandise, you will see uh, the T-shirts where uh, we have the first pets. Unfortunately, without Pete, I think he sent me some a file where he talks about this, but too bad, Pete. So we would like to say um, champ is awesome. Uh, champ is awesome. Hashtag rest in peace, champ. Major is awesome. Hashtag Major Golf and buy some kneecaps. Ung, 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 ung. Uh, and Willow is boss. Hashtag Willow is boss. Because she is a dubosh. All right. We all know what's going on at the moment over there. You know, the only reason that they got the uh, $35 insulin, Willow. All right, yeah, enough about those first pets, and I think that's it. So uh, that's it, I think, from us, the 13th bar. So I think it might be Pete. This is your ever-loving host, your wonder of thunder, your grand of spandex, Pete Hatchell. And this is... JR, set me, set me, set me, set me, free barley. It's been the 13th bar. Thank you very much. See you next time.